This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. So, uh, of course, we'll take your calls about anything. That is the point of the program. But every now and then, we bring on a special guest. And I do mean every now and then. This is really not a guest-based program. It is a show about uh, issues. Try to avoid them, as a matter of fact. It's a show about your calls. Uh, You can bring up anything that you would like. That's the kind of the point of the program. Uh, But every now and then, there's somebody that we really, really, really want to talk to. And last week, we were talking in quite a bit of detail about the issue of the private cities that are proposed uh, to be built, slated, uh, to be built in Honduras. It's something that we've been following for a little while. We first talked about it when the Future Cities, I believe, incorporated. Future Cities, yeah. Future Cities group uh, came about uh, with a press release talking about how they were... You know, looking into this with the the government of Honduras, autonomous city states, essentially. Yeah, uh, well, that where you know, essentially, they would carve out a plot of land uh, down there and build a essentially as a private city, as at least as the way it was reported uh, by the Associated Press last week. Although last week it was reported that it was a different group, uh, the MGK group. That was of course, they also uh, called it the MKG group, too. In the same article, the, they the same article. transposed the letters. Uh, and so, you know, we did some digging, and we managed to actually uh, find the guy. Mar- I said, Mark, you should – I should say you did the digging. Um, well, strangely, the guy, uh, Michael Strong, is really big in the libertarian community. So finding him uh, – you know, like there's a lot of information out there. Kind of finding out how to get a hold of him was probably the biggest challenge. Well, that's a uh, – he's big in the community. That's a good thing. It's a good sign. Uh, word is he was connected with uh, Patrick. Friedman from the Seasteading well, Institute, let's talk to him. and he is on the line to uh, to chat with us tonight about this project because it's an exciting, it's an ambitious project. Uh, you know, it's, the scope is very large and it's risky. Uh, so there's a lot of questions I know that we have, and our listeners may also have as well. Uh, Michael Strong, welcome to Free Talk Live. Good evening. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, it's great to uh, to have you. Uh, there were some really important questions that we had, and we'll get. To, I think we'll get to some of those. But let's lay the baseline here. Uh, did did the First, AP report this correctly? Is is this really going to be a, a private city? Is the autonomy going to be there that they reported? Like you know, your own legal system, your own government. You'll you'll be able to enter enter international agreements. I mean, how separate from Honduras is this uh, private city idea? Well, uh, first, before I get into the uh, the details of that, and it is complicated, uh, the AP reporters made one egregious mistake, which is a claim that we were be, we will be located in the area near Trujillo, where Garifuna communities have been struggling with the government over land rights. Um, that is not true. We are going to be located in one of the two other areas, and we will also be buying land from private landowners at market price. So we are not confiscating anybody's land. The government's not giving us any land. Um, We are uh, clean, honorable, uh, 
business people from that perspective. All right, that takes uh, care of one people, of the questions. Yeah, that was a, that was a you know pr- probably by far our listeners' biggest complaint was you're taking it from the natives. Of course, these are people that right. are you know taking reading an article and assuming what people say is true that have provided no proof and are not natives. But um, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, there, there was a confusion based on earlier reports, and you know the, the reporters sometimes get things messed up. Sure. So no, no, no. Fine, every fine. time, just Michael, every time I've had a reporter write a story about me, something's been wrong. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, with respect to the the autonomy, uh, it really is. It's an interesting situation. There's a constitutional statute that was passed that allows for the creation of a separate governance structure, and the basic basic structure of that is. There will be a transparency commission named, and that transparency commission serves as a sort of nonprofit board. And they will, uh, the first governor will be appointed by President Lobo. Um, but after that, the transparency commission will be responsible for hiring, firing, uh, you know, supervising, making sure the governor isn't corrupt or anything. They'll, they'll be responsible for auditing the books of the um, FDR regions, special development regions. And making sure that you know nothing nefarious is going on. Where does this transparency uh, commission come from? The idea is to have internationally prominent uh, leaders who have reputations that are more important than a cash payment would be. They don't say it quite so explicitly, but um, the idea is. And, and initially, there's a, a little bit of a hullabaloo because economist Paul Romer. Um, had talked about being a likely candidate for the Transparency Commission, uh, although he had never been formally named. And now he resigned from a position he was not formally named to. But, uh, <laughs> but he's a famous economist, so that sort of thing. Um, we're, I know the Hungarian government is looking for prominent business people and prominent academics, also successful government reformers. And so we expect within a year they will name a... Transparency Commission that includes a mix of reformers, business leaders, and uh, academics. I wonder, I mean, Honduras isn't exactly the safest place in the world, and nor is it uh, known for its, uh, you know, fine governance. What is the qualifications of the people that will be naming the people that they're going to claim are eminently qualified? I mean, the AP reported that it was the president of Honduras who would be picking the panel. I wouldn't want Joseph Stalin picking a panel of people that are, you know, going to make sure that it was a a good, uh, you know, governance sort of situation. Well, first of all, there are certainly problems with Honduras, but the situation is not what it appears. Um, to, to go into this a little bit more deeply, often one hears reports of a coup in 2009, and it's sometimes described as a military coup. Yeah. As it turns out, Manuel Zelaya, the previous president, at one point had surrounded Congress with tanks, during Congress with tanks, and locked him in Congress until uh, and they would appoint a certain person to the Supreme Court. This was an outrage, and six months later, they kicked the lie out. They took him out of office, military took him out of office in his pajamas and blew the night to Costa Rica. But given, you know, what I always point out to people is if Obama or President Bush or any president of the United States surrounded Congress with tanks, his illegitimacy is done right there. Yeah, I would agree. So, uh, so 2009 constitutional crisis, what happens then is um, after an interim period, uh, Lobo is elected in an election that's generally considered fair. The Hondurans knew that the international community had hung them out to dry. Uh, 
tens of millions of dollars in foreign aid were pulled out from under them. They were pariahs in the international community. They knew the lie was crazy and that basically they'd been betrayed by every country on earth. And they realized across the political spectrum in Honduras that they couldn't trust the international community. And that very special situation in which they knew they had to solve the problems on their own, um, you know, Hillary Clinton came back and told them to put their president back in power, and they're like, he's a madman. Why would we do this? This is insane. So, you know, this, this led to this extraordinary situation in which across the political spectrum they were ready to take dramatic action for bringing, bringing investment and prosperity into the country. As it turns out, there were a group of three or four, you know, four and more if you count, but really three or four leaders um, who were staff members. They're not, it's not Lobo and uh, Hernandez, the president of Congress, but Octavio Sanchez is chief of staff of President Lobo. Octavio has been working with Lobo for about 10 years. Uh, he has a degree in law from Harvard. He's a very smart, very good man. And he actually had developed this idea of outsourcing the legal system because he realized you can't fix the Honduran legal system. He has an excellent paper in which he explains how Latin American judicial systems in general are cause of their, of their poverty, Latin American countries' poverty. Hmm. And so he realized only if you outsource the judicial system can you, can you have a chance of making uh, progress. One specific example, Carlos Pineda, one of the other um, individuals who was part of this group, pointed to a seven-story building when I was in Tegucigalpa last week. He said that seven-story building has been left to rot for the last 10 years because it's stuck in the judicial system. All over Honduras, there is wealth, you know, capital it could be used to be productive, but once you get bogged down in the judicial system, you're stuck forever. No, indeed. Outsourced. It doesn't sound that much different from the U.S. I can tell you it's pretty corrupt here, too. Uh, stand by, Michael Strong. Are you able sure. to stay with us up to uh, the full hour? Or how much time do you have? Yep. All right, great. Yep. I've, got, I've got the hour. Yeah, Hang I didn't tell him an hour. <laughs> All right, great, because I, th- I find this fascinating, and it's an amazing project. I definitely want to know more. Maybe you do as well. 855-450-FREE. Do you mind taking calls if we get them? Not at all. All right, more with Michael Strong in moments. Are you a liberty activist or enthusiast looking to meet others like you? Do you want to advance capitalism, peace, and freedom, but aren't sure how? I'm Amanda Mill, Executive Director of Liberty on the Rocks, encouraging supporters of a free society to host Happy Hour. Activism and education doesn't need to be boring, and you can find free market friends. So start a Liberty on the Rocks network near you and begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want, although if you've got a question for Michael Strong, that will be given priority uh, right now. 855-450-3733. Michael Strong is the CEO of MGK Group, and uh, he told me uh, off the air that they do have a website that is being worked on. It may not be uh, ready quite yet, but it is grupomgk.com. Uh, will be the the site URL. Michael Strong is back with us here. He is, as I said, the CEO of that group, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about him and, and what they're doing because it's absolutely fascinating here in a moment. Yep, and uh, our phone lines brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable, and they can do it for your business. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live, and you can find their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. 
All right. So, uh, again, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, and you can join us over at freetalklive.com, where we've got a lot of features, and we give them all away, including our webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to find that and uh, interact. That's, again, cam.freetalklive.com. So, Michael Strong, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Great. Good to have you back here. There's obviously a lot more to talk about about these uh, cities, these autonomous zones that you and your group are working on setting up down in Honduras. But before we get back into that, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, as I understand it, you are uh, you know, tied into somehow with the Liberty community. Is that an accurate, some cred. Des- is that an accurate description? Sure. I came from the left. I started out as a, you know, a leftist do-gooder, as most young intellectuals do. I was you know, studying... Uh, I went to Chicago to study why the free market economists were wrong, because I knew, of course, that free markets were bad. And while there, I studied studied under um, Nobel laureate Gary Becker and worked on a dissertation with him, and I was gradually converted to free markets. I realized that I was simply ignorant of economics, and once I got deep Mm. into the guts of economics, I realized capitalism is the only way to create prosperity. Um, After that, I was uh, working as an educational consultant, providing Socratic trainings to teachers in Chicago public schools. That led to, by accident, a 15-year career as an educational entrepreneur, creating innovative uh, private and charter schools. last school I created was a charter school ranked 36th 36th best public high school in the U.S. And as an educational entrepreneur, I found out exactly how hard it is to improve education in this country. Even in the private sector, there are countless obstacles. And as as an educational entrepreneur, to some extent, I feel like going off to Galt's Gulch, and to some extent, this this project is the result of this. Um, in 2003, I met John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods. He and I both had come from the left, but out of a commitment to reason, we realized that if our, if we really cared about the poor coming from the left, capitalism was the very best way to make the lives of the poor better. And so I began a nonprofit with him to promote entrepreneurial solutions to world problems. Um, in part, that's because we are after solving world problems, but also we see that a lot of libertarians, while we complain about taxes and regulations, what we really want to do is to have the freedom to make things better by means of entrepreneurship. When I started doing that, I quickly realized that legal systems in developing nations were the primary cause of global poverty. That led me into the free zone movement, and I started working with various people in the free zone movement, and to some extent I see this as free zones 2.0. Early free zones were just reduced taxes and regulations. That doesn't solve the problem of the legal system. Mm. Uh, in 2003, Dubai created the Dubai International Financial Center, where they installed a British commercial law judge to apply British common law in 110 acres of the BISC instead of the Sea of Sharia law. As a consequence, Dubai is now the eighth-ranked financial center in the world, running the same legal operating system as to Hong Kong, Singapore, London, Chicago, New York, and Sydney. Hmm. Um, this is a very powerful thought. Uh, I began developing this several years ago, and as a consequence, my colleagues and I uh, had some expertise in actually installing legal systems. Before Romer came along, I mean, before Honduras came along, we were working with real estate developers in Mexico and Estonia to do a partial version of this. The idea was multinational corporations already have access to their choice of law and international contracts. We were democratizing that by allowing local business owners. The idea was to allow local business owners in Mexico and Estonia, those just happened to be where we had contacts, uh, to have access to, say, Delaware corporate law Hmm. or Texas contract law, both of which are much better than, uh, certainly much better than the law in Mexico. 
Interesting. I, I find this fascinating. So when we've talked on this program, because we're pretty liberty-minded folks here as well, we've talked about you know private uh, justice and getting various different services out of the hands of the monopoly governments as possible. It's that legal system objection that is one of the toughest ones to get around with people. I mean, they, you know, it's, it's always been run by the government, and that's the way things are, and it's one size fits all, and if you don't like it, leave. Also, uh, um, you know, how inefficient it is here in the United States, too. I mean, it may be, you know, you, you may be claiming that it's one of the most efficient in the world, and we've heard claims like that before, but there's a lot of complaints. But what's the, uh, I mean, what's the proposal? Is it to, specifically for these Honduras cities uh, that you're proposing? And in in, as I understand it, uh, construction is to begin within the next 18 months on the first city. So what are you what are you going to put in place? How is it going to work? Is it going to be market-based? Is it going to be top-down? Uh, you know, is it corporate? Is your company going to decide on it? What's going to happen there? Sure. No, lots of good issues. Um, just to finish up on the, the legal issue before going to the building of the city itself. Oh no! Yeah, uh, right. I meant the, on the the legal front. Right. I, I would just I would distinguish between say commercial law and the criminal law. Um, doing criminal law privately is much more uh, avant garde, so to speak. Whereas commercial law, the fact is that companies, when they have access to freedom of contract uh, and freedom of um, the adjudication they pick often select private adjudication. And the private adjudication movement is going great gangbusters. Um, very often people don't realize that that is the escape from the state. Uh, if you can find, and there are, there are judges, there are arbitrators with especially good reputations in particular domains of arbitration. So if you, you need a judge to arbitrate a case in IP law, you would pick a different judge than you would pick if you were arbitrating a case in, say, real estate law. And so companies that are deep into this, of course, identify the best arbitrators. And in essence, we've got a private arbitration system that's independent of the state globally already. Right. You see it in a lot of corporate contracts uh, where it'll say that, you know, you agree in this contract to not uh, use the government uh, legal system, that you'll use like the American Arbitration Association or something like that. So, yeah, you're, you're right. There's a lot of that out there, but most people don't realize it. Because uh, most people aren't reading those corporate contracts, but there's a, there's always a reference to that in there in almost everything I've seen. Exactly, exactly. And so that's basically the foundation of uh, commercial law, and will of course allow even greater. Well, our default legal system is Texas law. Just to create a legal system from scratch could be enormously difficult and complicated. Whereas Texas law, without U.S. federal law, is relatively close to 19th century. You know, the, the United States had a pretty good legal system in the 19th century. It's only the last 100 years that it's really gone downhill. So Texas law without U.S. federal law has most of those features. And then we allow um, freedom of contract beyond that so that if two individuals want or two business entities want to create a different arrangement, um, as long as it doesn't violate international human rights or international treaties or anything like that, they will have more freedom of contract than they do uh, anywhere else on Earth, most likely. Okay, that sounds good, and uh, it sounds like it's a real step in the right direction, but I still got lots of questions. What about the criminal law aspect of it? I know you said it's avant-garde, but uh, a lot of people are going to wonder about that. Honduras, criminal activity, people want to know. So uh, hang on, Michael Strong is with us. He is the CEO of uh, the MGK Group and Honduras Private. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Apologize to anybody that heard me sneezing into the microphone. Let the mics on through that break. Uh, 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Very, very unprofessional. We are professionals here uh, in the studio. (laughs) And uh, joining you tonight, it is Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, So uh, you can join us online, of course, over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and we give them to you. The listening options are there. You can get our broadband, mid-band, and narrow-band streams. They're different size bit rates for differing internet connection uh, bit rates. So you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And you'll also learn there uh, other uh, methods for you to receive the show, including AM and FM radio across the country. We've got over 110 stations, uh, as well as our satellite listening choices, which include XM Satellite Radio, where we are on every single night of the week, as well as our KU Band free-to-air channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to dial from any phone that can call long distance at listen.freetalklive.com. Don't forget those 114 nationally syndicated radio stations. I mentioned over 110 of them. There you go. Anyway. Free Talk Live. If you want to get uh, if you want to get some gold and silver, the best way to do that is to do some comparison shopping before you just go in with one of these companies out there that are selling purveying gold. And you can go to gold.freetalklive.com and get some prices right there for coins. Do some comparison shops. We believe shopping. We we believe we have some of the best prices uh, with our our partner Midas Resources that we've teamed up with to bring you gold and silver to your door that you can hold in your hands. But you need to check for yourself. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Before you buy, go to gold.freetalklive.com. So we're back with uh, Michael Strong. He is the CEO of the MGK Group. And uh, we had a lot of questions. Uh, important issues had sprung up in our conversations, which took up a fair amount of airtime last week. There was a lot of interest in uh, his plan and uh, his group's plan to open up private cities, autonomous zones, free zones, so-called, uh, in Honduras, of all places. And the plan is to kick off construction on the first one within the next 18 months. So this is you know, this is a plan in which they're moving forward. They've got a memorandum with the Honduras central government. And it looks like you know all the ducks are in a row. Uh, Michael Strong, you're back with us here, and I think Mark has a question. Yeah, now you had said that um, this, the, I guess the one, cl- the one location that was near Porto Castilla is not going to be where you're going to start building. Is that correct? That's correct. So um, the the con- complaint about uh, the native peoples that might have been displaced is uh, um, unfounded. Know, yeah, unfounded. Completely, uh, completely irrelevant to our project. So where are these lo- uh, Where are these uh, cities going to be? The Honduran government is currently debating the exact boundaries, so um, any day now we should receive news on the exact boundaries. But there's a port in the south and a region around that port, and then there's also the San Pedro Sula Valley down to Puerto Cortez. 
These are both very large regions, and they won't initially be, in a way, it's a little bit of a misnomer to call them cities right now. They're special development regions. Mm -hmm. Within those regions, um, there is a possibility of creating new legal systems. Initially, the regions will be designated as very large areas. Within those regions, we'll have a relatively small area. Uh, We're looking at starting at half square mile to a mile, and so we're not building, it's not a sort of grandiose top-down Brasilia thing where we create a city from scratch. Right. In some ways, this is more like a conventional real estate development, an industrial park with houses, an office park with houses. And, but because it has room to expand, so although we start with half square mile to a square mile, the region we're looking at has 10 square miles of relatively unoccupied land. Mm. Uh, and the idea is to start with something, get some factories going, some office jobs, uh, get some houses schools, churches, clinics, the works, and then have it grow organically because of the quality of the legal system. We've already talked to a lot of companies from around the world, and when we tell them that we will be able to provide um, no taxes on anything, we will have a property tax, but no taxes on income, investment, transactions, anything like that, and the most economic freedom in terms of minimal regulations in the world. We intend to be Hong Kong as a top-ranked entity on the uh, economic freedom indices. Now, Mike, so my question... When we talk to companies about that, they are very interested. Absolutely. I, I bet they are. I bet companies are very interested in a, uh, you know, a, a, you know, less regulation in that area. My question would be, why would you call the fees to live in your city property taxes when that has such a nasty connotation to it? <laughs> well, it has a nasty connotation for some, but one of the things we're trying to emphasize is the extent to which what we're doing is not so different and outrageous. I mean, in some ways, it is world-transformed. Totally agree. On the other hand, um, because people, because there's so much hysteria in certain circles about this, another way of looking at this is just taking best practices in local government and installing them on the ground in Honduras. Interesting. And when you look at it that way, it doesn't look like such a big deal. We will have the most transparent and efficient government on Earth. If you want to call them user fees instead of property taxes, we can do that. Any um, idea we'll, what those fees would be uh, like? We're looking at 1% or less. Uh, obviously, we can't predict the long term exactly how it will go, but we intend to keep them very low. We also intend to unbundle government as much as possible. Right. That was my question, because the government justifies its user fees by providing services. I'm full. This, this statement is full of quotation marks. And, um, you know, most of those services I'd prefer not to have. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so one of the things we'll, we'll do is um, there will be improvement districts. So if you want to have improve your water sewer System, that's a separate improvement district that's unconnected to the governing service that provides perimeter control and police and judicial. And, of course, schools, housing, education are all fee-for-service. So we're minimizing the extent to which you have um, any particular government to be controlling everything. The other thing about transparent government is we're developing a software system that you can identify every step along the way from the time you pay your tax or user fee, whatever you want to call it, to the time an invoice is paid by the government. So real-time transparency in government, and you can also geotag things. So if you want to know how much that pothole in front of your house is going to cost to get fixed, uh, you can watch. You report the pothole. Um, you, you see the report go to the uh, buildings department that's going to fix it. You see how much the person is getting paid who is going to go and, you know, you know, fill it up, uh, how long it's going to take, everything. 
So yep. the idea is to make the most customer-friendly set of governance services on Earth uh, using state-of-the-art technology. Now, I, there are little places in the world where uh, people can go and reside and uh, they can you know, get some level of service from them. You know, pe- a lot of people call them hotels. Now, these hotels don't have um, any kind of participatory but democracy or anything like that, but that's a real buzzword when it comes to governance. What we've seen in a lot of these participatory democracies is something less than uh, good customer service in the area of governance. Now, will there be a participatory democracy where the next guy can decide how many of my rights and how much of my money is spent? Or will these cities essentially be providing services to their uh, customers and then, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes? How's that going to go? Well, there there are kind of two levels on that issue. At one, there's the constitutional statute itself with the Transparency Commission and the governor. Um, And based on the constitutional statute, at some point, the Transparency Commission will be elected rather than uh, appointed or self-appointing. But that's probably going to be several years off. And even there, the idea is to limit the powers of the governor um, vis-a-vis the city itself. With respect to the, and I think of that as something like state government, then the governor will sign a master lease with us, and the term of the master lease will amount to a sort of constitution that is designed to limit government. Um, one, one of the features of that limited government will include a very local democracy. We've been influenced by the Swiss model, where the Swiss central government is almost is very small relative to the local governments. And even the local governments, we're down to neighborhoods. There's a, a, an affordable housing project um, we're modeling some of our communities after, and there there is a group of 100 homes. And within the 100 homes, they do vote on things like, can you park your car on the street or can you allow your dogs to run free? So there are certain kinds of issues that make sense. We, we, we think of it as like condo associations where uh, there, there is a governing board of a condo association that says what can happen there. Yeah, little, little tyrants. <laughs> yeah, they call them neighborhood Nazis. Hang on, Michael <laughs> Strong. I'd like to come back with more here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Private cities, uh, autonomous zones in Honduras. Coming soon. Hi, I'm Tim Cummins, here to remind you that whenever you look in the mirror, you see a person of amazing ability, a person that people love and cherish and want to be around, a person that gets things done and is an an excellent individual in every way. And when you think about that, you remember that verbal surgery changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at verbalsurgery.com. Yeah, baby. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Coming up here uh, in the second hour, we will open the phones to anyone about anything. Right now, if you've got a question for Michael Strong, he is the CEO of MGK Group, their website, GroupoMGK.com. It is under construction, uh, so keep that in mind. Maybe go visit it in a few days from now and check them out. But it's a, it's a fascinating project, one that proposes to create two or three cities in Honduras uh, that will be uh, autonomous zones, will have their own legal system. They will be able to enter into international agreements separately from Honduras. Uh, the pitch is very good, and it sounds very exciting, especially to folks like us who believe that free markets create human prosperity well, and right, the most and the, moral interactions between humans. Yeah, and the host of this show moved uh, what I don't know how many miles it is between uh, 
Florida and New Hampshire. 1,400, 1,500. Yeah, we, we moved across the country to uh, come to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project in search of more liberty and willing to work together with other people to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. And now uh, it looks like there's some... So there looks like there's some competition to this uh, Free State Project thing going on. Of course, you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about a, a movement that's happening now. Now, the Honduran cities, it's kind of off in the future, at least a little ways. And timetable, I think, is something we'd like to, to talk about a little bit, too. But go to freestateproject.org. We are doing things here to make more liberty in our lifetime. But I have to say, the idea of living uh, in Honduras uh, you know, during the wintertime doesn't <laughs> sound too bad. Uh, but let's go back to Michael Strong. He is back with us here. And and where are you tonight, by the way, Michael? Are you uh, down in uh, South America or in uh, Central America right now? No, no, I came back up. Um, I live near New York City, and so uh, I am, have been based here and allows me to have access to all sorts of business contacts. Do you uh, plan on being a, a, a do you plan on being a resident in your own city? No, my I've got one of my partners does, but my other partners and I intend to create these all over the world. Oh. Um, we really think this is the first of many. We've talked to government officials in Belize mm. and in Guatemala and Senegal, all of whom are interested, and we have contacts, we have business contacts in about 20 other countries that are very eager for these. Once this works in Honduras, we think we're going to see a global movement with dozens of these happening in the next 15, 20 years. Very interesting. Now, how how long is you know? The, I guess you guys are going to be expecting to break ground in the next eighteen months, right? Uh, earlier, we're we're expecting to break ground in the next three to six months. Then, uh, horizontal infrastructure we expect for the very first phase. We'll start with a small first phase project. Another three to six months. Then. Uh, the water, power, sewer, so forth. It's got to be then tough we'll to do... get these things done, Michael. I mean, I, I would just imagine it's very difficult to deploy the kind of equipment that it takes to get this stuff built and to find the labor that you need there. I mean, uh, the skilled labor that you need to get this stuff done. How are you? How are you handling that? Well, uh, I would say that Honduras has undeservedly bad press. It turns out that there there is a successful economy in portions of Honduras. Honduran workforce is one of the best in the world. We talked to somebody who's got a factory there, a man who manages a factory for multinational, and he's been in running factories in 10 countries. He said it's the most profitable factory in uh, his company's network in the world, and the workforce is the best he's ever worked with anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think because of the drug war, uh, Honduras has a very bad reputation, and the, and the government, you know, the law and governance is a problem there. That yeah. doesn't mean that workforce is a problem. Yeah, let's talk about the machine gun in the room here on this one. <laughs> so, sure. um, you know, the Honduras uh, among many of the I mean, it's right there. It's a relatively thin country in a relatively thin area where drugs are being sort of moved upward by land and by sea and all that sort of thing and they've got a lot of crime especially in Tegucigalpa um, having to do with the the drug war. How's that going to affect people that move to the the free cities? By the way, let's call let's let's come up with a name for this that uh, we've we've all uh, established here. What what one do you like? Free cities. Let's use free cities. Free okay. cities work. I like sure. free cities. It, it's it, it describes everything nicely. So, what is uh, protection from the outside world going to look like? Uh, I mean, if if these cities are truly free, one of the things that they're probably going to have to you're going to have to approach is the drug war. That's not working in the United States, is it? No, not at all. The, um, one of the first things we did is, when looking into the situation is we had one of the world's best private security firms come and evaluate uh, what the situation would be like. And what they said is 
to secure Tegucigalpa would be almost impossible. And he pointed to a motorcycle without a license plate, and he said, basically, anybody can get on one of these, do a drive-by, toss the gun, toss the motorcycle, disappear, nobody will ever find him, and that's why nobody gets prosecuted. He says, if you start with an empty piece of land and create a secure perimeter and identify everybody who comes in and patrol the perimeter well and keep out criminal elements, he said, it's actually not hard to create a secure uh, area. He said, the other thing is... um, Drug dealers have basically all of Central America to uh, do whatever they want. There, you know, there, there are territories where basically the drug dealers are the are the government in uh, Latin yep, America. sure. So why would why would they want to go a place where we have really tight security when they've got this place where they do whatever they want? Um, it's a great question. If the money's there, though, if the money's there, you're going to have at least uh, bottom end drug dealers, people selling it. So. Well, you know, one of the, our first goal is, you know, people are worried about, well, won't the Honduran government take you over? And, you know, we point so out... that's the next one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We, free zones have been active in Honduras since the late 80s. They brought 200,000 direct jobs, a million jobs indirectly. Even Zelaya, when he turned Hugo Chavez leftist, did not touch the free zones. Once you get a large number of jobs, no politician will touch you. And uh, the Chinese SEZs, you know, China's not, not going to back down and crack down on those. That's the goose that lays golden egg. So once we start cranking jobs out, um, we, we feel pretty good. And there are also a number of Right, formal, so, so before you measures. get a bunch of jobs, you're not really worth messing with, and afterwards they can't touch you. So that's, that's an right. interesting there's, point. But I'd like to focus more on the security aspect, if you don't mind, because, sure. you know, as somebody sure. who is a vehement opposition to the war on drugs, I have a real issue with the... Uh, you know, the police state that has sprung up around that. I don't know if I feel comfortable with the idea of getting a pat down every time I want to go, you know, in in or out of this uh, this particular zone. I mean, is that what the proposal is, is to have tight, you know, TSA style uh, security for people that are coming and going? Because it certainly isn't going to stop smuggling, especially if, you know, you know, the police force is letting their buddies through or the drug dealers or whatever. Uh, what do you what's the actual proposal there? Sure. No, no. It's not going to be tight in that sense, and we're not going to do pat-downs. We're not concerned about people taking things in and out. Um, really, it's about the individual human being. So all Hondurans are going to be able to come and go unless they have a criminal record or unless they violated our policy. What about Americans so with criminal records? <laughs> well, uh, in general, they would not be allowed either. I and mean, we, we just need to be... <laughs> I guess we're out. <laughs> Both of us well, are criminals. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you know, what, just on the drug war, I'm very much against the drug war myself. I would like to be leading that fight. But the fact is, the reason I brought up fear of the Honduran government is we're much more afraid of the U.S. government than, the, than we are of the Honduran government. What are your concerns and, there? Well, I think that if we tried to be as liberal as I would like to be with respect to the drug war, or, you know, drug issues, that we'd have the U.S. government cracking down on us. Um, I, I know people, you know, I, I've heard accounts from people who um, are aware of just alternative cancer clinics in Mexico and how the uh, uh, DEA will cross the border and crack down on a a cancer clinic in Mexico without any justification. And I, I think the, you know, the, the U.S. is a big bully in the block. Mm-hmm. And uh, no matter what international law says or whatever, they do what they want. So, uh, you, know, I, you know, push for legalization or a decriminalization of drugs in the U.S. And as far as the U.S. can go, you know, we'll be able to go. But I'm afraid, despite the fact I, I'm with you guys on this one, uh, it's too dangerous for us to lead on this issue. So uh, I've got actually a call on the line here. Uh, Tat is listening in Pennsylvania. Tat, you're on Free Talk Live uh, with Michael Strong from the MGK Group. Hey, I'm Michael. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? 
I'm fine. Go uh, ahead with your question. Uh, I, was, I was wondering about the, um, you know, I know there's a lot of drugs down there, and uh, I was just wondering about the criminal activity itself. Uh, you know, I know uh, America has got a lot of Honduras, uh, Guatemala, and, you know, uh, different uh, immigration in, in uh, some of their systems. I was just wondering, uh, is it, is uh, you can be able to get them out or help them well, out they get out. Thanks for the call, or, Ted. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you tonight. Go ahead, Michael. We, we certainly will do our best. I and mean, One of the things we want to do with our transparency software, for instance, is allow local towns to use it so that there are good people in the Honduran government. So it's not as if you know everybody's bad. Obviously, one of the things they just did is actually they fired about half their police force because of some really bad corruption. Yeah. Uh, the, the country of Georgia, by the way, fired everybody and re, you know, screened and rehired. If they're, if they're bad apples, you do what you can to clean them out. So we'll have a very clean system within our region, and then as we have tools within our system that we can share with the rest of Honduras to ensure uh, that there will be no corruption, we'll do so. You know, speaking of rooting out corruption, uh, you know, we've certainly talked on this show about private justice systems and the idea of competing police forces. Will there be a prohibition against having a competing police force or more than one uh, in these free cities? Or, you know, is it going to be a monopoly uh, police force or will there be options? So uh, hang on. Michael Strong, you've agreed to stay on for one extra segment into hour two. I appreciate that. And we're coming up with Michael in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the second hour of the program here at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that we provide for you on our website. Uh, It is completely free. So head over to freetalklive.com and download all the archives you want. Get interactive with other listeners. Vote on the different items that you see on the front page. You can submit content to the site and then it uh, receives votes hopefully we'll receive enough votes to be promoted to the front page of the site when you go to freetalklive.com you might want to drop into the upcoming stories page the most important page on the site because that's where everything that's new is posted and then uh, it will must accumulate a certain number of votes before being promoted off of that page into the front page therefore more people seeing it if it's on the front page we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air so go to freetalklive.com to get interactive 
And uh, we are talking with a special guest here. He has uh, graciously allowed us, because I'm sure he's a busy guy, uh, graciously allowed us to have him on for one final segment. And so for those of you just tuning in, if you heard the discussion last week uh, on the show about the Honduran private cities, these autonomous zones, these free cities, supposedly, that are being uh, created uh, with the consent of the Honduran government, then you were probably as fascinated as we were by it. It's something that I think is uh, it's gripping in how interesting it is i'm fascinated to see what what ends up transpiring here there's a lot of uh you know speculation about what might happen you know oh will the honduran government come in and take over michael strong says no that's not going to happen the free zones around the world these governments have uh you know it's been hands off and we talked about that with uh, with hong kong where there was a lot of fear that you know the chinese government was going to come in after britain relinquished its control in the late 1990s and that they were going to you know uh, ruin the place sure but- who's scarier than red china right Right, but they they didn't. Uh, it was kind of a hands off thing. And uh, Michael Strong is back with us here. So you're not too concerned about the security issues. You said you know you said that these uh, you know the drug gangs have the the whole of Central America to uh, to run, and that you're building building this with security in mind from the get go. However, it's not going to be an oppressive you know search pat down kind of uh, shake everybody down when they come in sort of situation, which you know made me feel uh, better. And so you feel like the security thing is going to be handled. But I left with one question, Michael, and it was a question about the security uh, forces that you're going to have there. Is this going to be a one-size-fits-all monopoly system that we're used to, like in most governmental-run areas where it's the police and that's it? Or you can hire a private security on top of the police, but everybody has is forced to pay for the police? Or will there be competing options from the get-go or the, the possibility to create competing options? A great question. What I would say is that our specialty is to identify uh, completely banal normal practices here that can be expanded to provide more liberty without going into, um, I would say, an anarcho-capitalist fantasy world. So in this issue in particular, um, there are home rule municipalities in the U.S. where they have slightly more freedom or some slight flexibility vis-a-vis the state government. We intend, and again, all of these issues at the local level, we have to work out with the governor who's appointed, and so we don't know exactly how far we can go. But we intend to allow for the possibility of, as it were, home rule municipalities within our area, where if they can show us, and we need to have some standard, that uh, they can provide adequate security for themselves, then they would be exempt from paying the taxes that go to security, and they could pay their own private security force. Hmm. Um, and then just one of the ways in which we intend to kind of make all these decisions fair is to not give the government any privileges above and beyond uh, any private organization it has. So, for instance, uh, government decisions can be sued and subject to private arbitration. Oh. And so they won't have sovereign as, immunity as they do around exactly, here. Exactly. That's important. Exactly. Hugely important. We actually found a case. Uh, something like 1790, you know, very early in the founding of the U.S., it was a controversy where there were some of the American founders that believed that governments should not have sovereign immunity. And imagine how powerful that would have been on strength on government. Yeah, that, for sure. Well, this is interesting because, you know, what you're, what you're having to do is create something that's so attractive that people who are around the world looking for a better business opportunity or more personal freedom or whatever it is they're seeking uh, that they're not getting from the current uh, governing structures, 
they're going to, you know, you want to attract those people. So you're really going to have to make the best uh, operating governmental system out there or else people aren't going to uproot their lives and move. I mean, we know how difficult it is being Free State Project participants to try to convince people to come to the what is arguably the most free place in America, New Hampshire. It's a real challenge to get liberty-minded people to uproot their lives and, and come up here. So you're going to face similar challenges because it's even more difficult to, you know, get somebody who's rooted down with a business or something like that uh, to, to uproot. So that's going to really Really, I think encourage you and incentivize you guys to to really come up with the best system. And like you're saying, you say it's going to be the most transparent system based on you know some software and uh, what sounds like some really neat innovations. So I, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited too. But I guess uh, the questions that I have here is what what do you uh, you know if people are excited, what can they do? How can they get involved? Um, you know what 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 do you need from people? I mean, surely you need uh, bodies at this point to do something, right? Well, the most important thing will be to recruit tenants. Um, I would say watch our website, uh, you know, grupomgk.com. It will be uh, up and live in a very, very simple manner this week. Then over the next month, we will develop it. Our top priority is to attract jobs. Honduras is doing this to create jobs for Hondurans. So most of all, we want entrepreneurs and business owners uh, to come take advantage of us. There will be a form on that site. So if you're a prospective entrepreneur or business owner, please let us know and uh, we will make for we will do everything we can to uh, attract those people. So early, the, the first people who come will get the land at the lowest rate. So if you come and buy land when the project is young, uh, it may be that sure. the land value gains uh, are, are more profitable in your business. So I, I guess uh, you'll send me that uh, that website when it is live, and if people want to get that website, they need to uh, yeah, well, be that, on our Twitter or Facebook. We or should whatever. definitely tweet that once it's uh, it's up and running. I'm definitely interested in including our listeners in there. Uh, let's go quickly to Philip. He's listening in uh, Mississippi. Philip, you're on with Michael Strong from the MGK Group. Uh, yes. I wanted to ask Michael a question. Uh, one, of, one of the interests that I have is um, – and I won't go into too much of that, but is in leaving the country and perhaps opening up a service industry, something like a restaurant or a pub or something of that nature, which certainly if you're building a city, those types of uh, establishments are going to crop up or pop up. Um, I'm wondering, I mean, the the place is going from nothing to uh, it's just an evolution into a city. At what point does something like that become... Uh, necessary, needed, profitable. And a secondary question I have is most nations in the world, uh, particularly America, I should say many nations, require when someone moves somewhere, if they were to give up their uh, citizenship, what, uh, what role does citizenship play within these autonomous zones? Good questions. Uh, Michael, you've got less than a minute to, to answer them. <laughs> okay, well, sure. I, I, would, I think within, within two years, we will certainly want people to come open restaurants, nightclubs. I, I think um, you know, we, we should have jobs there in one year, and then gradually, and, you know, even one year you might be able to start, but I, I'd say in two years we should have enough people you can really do business there. Regarding citizenship, um, we are looking for a way to make it easy for non-Hondurans to get citizenship or even to create our own citizenship. Mm. That's not been final yet, uh, but, you know, the Honduran government wants to bring in people with capital and talent to make this successful. So I'm sure they'll cooperate with us in terms of making it easy for uh, people with capital and talent to come move there and be permanent citizens. 
That's great stuff. Very uh, good. You uh, know, Michael, one more thing. I hope that y'all will reconsider uh, the whole not letting criminals in thing because 100% <laughs> of the uh, people that are on the air with you here have been convicted of some ridiculous right, so-called I mean, crime. C- c- uh, civil disobedience is uh, alive and well in the Free State Project. Well, I mean, not even that. Well, I mean, well, just there, there are more people being arrested and, and put in cages in this country than any other nation in the world. So you're really cutting down on you know the amount of people that could possibly come and offer their talents. Well, as long as we have a boundary that uh, we're sure it won't uh, won't leave us with the U.S. government coming down on us. So you know, we have, we haven't looked into exactly what that boundary is. So uh, maybe maybe you have to send me exactly what we have to deal with there. Keep us in the loop, Thanks Michael. So this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Your website is going to be GruppoMGK.com. You say it'll be up, what, by the end of the week for sure? Yep, yep. I appreciate your time tonight. Thank Thanks, you, Michael. sir. Thank you so much. Have a great Bye-bye. night. Michael uh, Strong, the CEO of the MGK Group. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. So, uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. That's 1-855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We have a lot of them, and they include news updates. Get signed up. You can follow us via email and get the latest news about the show, if that's your preference. Or maybe you like Twitter or Facebook. Well, we've got even more than just news that's posted to Twitter or Facebook. Mark, you had asked a question on Twitter slash Facebook uh, during the interview of Michael Strong. Like, you know, what questions would you want to ask Michael Strong? Do we manage to get uh, any of those on the air? Uh, I've got plenty of questions in, so Excellent. yeah. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't know specifically whether they were responding to that question or just had questions that they gave to me. But yeah. I don't know if you even answered what I just asked you. Yes. Did people ask questions on Facebook and Twitter that made it on the air? They sent them to me because that's what I asked. Right. Did you ask some of them on the air? Yes. Great. That's all I was asking. Uh, so that's, you know, allows you to reach the show in an additional way. Obviously, we prefer you call in at 855-450-FREE, but, you know, some people don't like to get on the phones. Some people prefer uh, the textual method of uh, speaking, and so our interactions on Twitter and Facebook Help facilitate that. You can go to news.freetalklive.com, and you can follow us in any way that makes uh, sense to you. That's news.freetalklive.com. It's all free. One of these uh, concerns that I had in the area of starting up sort of new competing governments to the existing governments was banking. Governments don't like freedom in banking. And that won't be an issue in the Free Cities Project because bitcoins allow you to do your own banking they give you total control over your money bitcoins are an online currency that allow you to send and receive money without having to pay payments to any governments there uh, or uh, banking agencies or paypal or whatever uh, they allow you to have total control of your account um, you obviously you have to apply your own online security in order to take care of your account banks have to have security there's no doubt about that and it's easy. So, like, if you wanted to say move to a free autonomous zone place, you don't have to pack a bunch of cash in a bag and hope that you can make it through uh, some sort of checkpoint. 
These are bitcoins, man. You power up your computer, connect to the internet, and they're on they're the there. already. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So anyway, if you want, they find don't out, move around. You do. If you want to find out more about bitcoins, you can go to weusecoins.org. Check it out. Uh, it's it's the place to start your search. It's weusecoins.org. All right, so uh, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line as we continue here. So, uh, you know, there's more news. Obviously, the GoDaddy uh, hacking is a big story. I definitely think we should cover that. But, uh, you know, we don't have Michael Strong on the air right now, and uh, we've been covering the, the Honduran private cities slash autonomous zones. SD, what was it? Special designated region, I think? SDR, yeah, was it? That's, that's the term. Uh, you know, that he kind of basically suggested he wants to create Hong Kong in Honduras uh, to create a place where people will have a chance to create the business that they've always wanted to have without all the crazy regulations preventing them from uh, from doing that and uh, to be able to provide jobs for the people down there and invite people from all over the world uh, to come and take part in this. This is a great vision. It's a it's I, I think it's very, very exciting. And I think he did. a I think he did a good job of answering the uh, the objections. I'm not an investor. Well, here. That's just got- the objections. But he pointed out, uh, you know, sort of challenges that the Free Cities Project, uh, you know, faces with the United yeah. States government. And, you know, the United States government really does treat the Western Hemisphere like it belongs to them. Mm-hmm. And frankly, they do that with the rest of the globe, too. They're just more successful with the Western Hemisphere and been doing it longer. And I find that to be the, the – those I find those things to be the actions of a person who is cr- thinking critically and speaking the truth. Somebody yeah, who will he talk – he was up front. Yeah. He answered a bunch of questions we had before we even asked them. Yeah, and I think that – and I, I find that, you know, to be – I find those to be the actions of a person who's uh, trustworthy or an incredibly good liar, because bad liars yeah. wouldn't have ad- addressed them. So, and it's it's also nice that he happens to be of a liberty mindset. I mean, the dude's going into this. Yeah, I with wouldn't a, be interested otherwise, right? With a you know an understanding of Austrian economics and and uh, an what understanding of reality. What he said, he he wasn't going to you know create a uh, you know he used the term anarcho anarcho capitalist, which is uh, you know as far as I'm concerned a, a really ugly term. But you know this, but he knows the buzzword. So. Yeah, he does know the buzzword. Uh, he used he wasn't going to create that he's going to use best practices which to me says is he's he's you know he's he's dealing with reality here um you know i mean there's going to be people that don't like it for that reason and fine and dandy but um you know it's going to be a step up from what we've got today and i think that's great so 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number if you have any observations after the fact after hearing that because that's that was great. One and, thing that you know concerns me is that he says it's going to be in the Sula Valley, which is not a small place. It's a good mm-hmm. size. It's a big place, but that the highest crime rate, as I understand it, um, is it, it in Honduras is in San Pedro Sula, which is in the Sula Valley. So I mean, it's going to be geographically relatively close to this place, and so security, which is important, um, is going to is going to be into play. And I don't know. I mean, you know, many people don't. I mean, they're going to build this mecca. Why would you want to necessarily leave? I mean, you want to do some hiking or things like that. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, it's it's all going to be very interesting to me, and I'm going to keep a close eye on it, and I'm interested in, in what they're doing over there. Now, Mark, you've been an advocate of uh, the seasteading idea, the idea of uh, blue seed, for yep. instance, which is going to go out into ostensibly going to get a, an old cruise ship or something like that. And they're going to set sail into the waters in the Pacific Ocean, 12 or 13 miles or something like that, off the coast of Silicon Valley, and have a place, another international kind of uh, place, where people, business entrepreneurs can come and uh, do business without interference of governments, purportedly. Uh, And you were pretty jazzed about that. Like, you were ready to sign up and, and move out there. 
does this throw a wrench into your plans? Uh, are you taking this more seriously? What's you know what what are you where I'm are you, where are you ranking? How are you weighing things these days? Because you're I think of the people on the show the most excited about these alternative options. I, I I'm taking them all seriously. Um, to me. We sit here and we talk about um, more voluntary communities on this show and to the idea that one of them springs up and we don't uh, go check it out and, and see what it's about. Um, at the very least, see what it's about seems really disingenuous to me. But I think that there's advantages to being on the land as opposed to being on the water. There are advantages to being on the water as opposed to being on the land. What advantages on the water um, you don't have to deal with, uh, for instance, the locality of uh, organized crime in uh, San Pedro Sula. You don't have to deal with uh, some country claiming that the, they own you necessarily. You have some level of autonomy being out there on the water. Um, you know, so And you're vulnerable as hell. You have some vulnerabilities. You want to talk about criminals and governments coming after you. They can surround you very easily. Do you think the that the vulnerabilities of, are going to change on the land as far as those things go? At least you can do more as far as, you know, retreat or uh, defense uh, in a land-based situation. Seems – I think the idea of uh, pirates circling you 13 miles west <laughs> of uh, the Silicon Valley seemed really ludicrous to me. But, you know, I suppose it's a possibility. Um, I think that you're, you're dealing with just as many security risks. Um, I think the pirates would be the U.S. government, most likely. I see the U.S. government as a problem in those areas, but I, I don't think the U.S. government – the U.S. government doesn't take cruise ships very seriously with their gambling and their you know, people drinking underage and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that they necessarily would take a uh, essential, what essentially is a cruise ship that doesn't come into port. Full of dorks. Uh, <laughs> cruise ship full <laughs> of dorks um, out on, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know what dorks is just mean. But, uh, you know, a techie cruise ship out of yeah. uh, 13 w- miles west of the Silicon How Valley. nerds? Is okay. nerds nicer than dorks? Whatever. Oh, it's like cool to be a nerd now. Because so I'm totally, so. you know, I qualify. Yeah, you do, yes. do, do, yes. <laughs> you qualify for both of those terms and, and some. So, you know, I mean, I don't know why they would necessarily come after them there unless they were pulling up big shit barges full of coke. 855 is what I mean. Not 450 Coca-Cola. free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Your observations on the idea of free cities and these other alternatives. Uh, Would love to hear them, or you can bring up anything you want. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features free. Got a lot of them there, and we give them to you, including the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video. That's shrine.freetalklive.com, shrine.freetalklive.com. You get instructions there on how to submit one's self, uh, one's evidence of shrinery to the shrine. 
basically you have to have a validated photo, which means you prove, or it could be a video as well, but that you're proving in the, the photo or video that you are a listener of the program. The classic way of doing this is by holding some sort of a sign, uh, but there are other uh, creative ways that uh, the ladies in the shrine have come up with. And uh, we, I took your suggestion, Mark, and reverted the shrine back to the old method of uh, shrine submissions. We changed over to the new website at freetalklive.com a couple of years ago now uh, that uh, we, we tried to automate the system just to make it so that the ladies could do their own uh, submission process. They wouldn't have to wait on me you know, to put it up on the, the website, which is the way it used to be. You'd have to send it to me via email, and then I'd get around to putting it up, and we'd finally announce it. Uh, the, the newer system allowed folks to submit their own pictures on their own profile on our website, type in their own you know, description or whatever. And sad part is it just got owned by the spammers and <laughs> yeah. uh you know we would go in every week to check out you know who's the new uh, submissions on the shrine and it was just spam 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 so now if you want to submit a picture to the shrine you can just email it directly to me and the instructions are there at shrine.freetalklive.com yeah i think that uh, makes it a lot easier for people to do and i hope that uh, i hope we get a few submissions here rather than yeah we've been uh, getting crowded out by the spammers it hasn't really been happening so uh, and it's it's weird like it, the shrine was was more popular when we were a local show than oh, it yeah. is as a national show. A lot more popular. We, yeah. You know, the, the local women were interested in being in the Shrine. And now I think it, it might be the fact that it is national. It's just a little daunting, perhaps. I don't some. know. I don't know. I don't do, know do you know any statistics about how many female listeners you had back then versus now? I mean, there wouldn't really be a way to tell, right? Because there, was, the there older were numbers shows, we had. The older shows were, uh, the topics were a lot different. You know, when I listened to the older shows, there was a lot of, like, guys calling and asking for advice. Uh, you know what I mean? So it seemed a little more female-oriented, not on purpose necessarily, but it was less political. I, I don't agree. Know. That's just Absolutely. my speculation. We yeah. have more female co-hosts now than we've ever had on the show. It's true. It's true. So there's no, explana- there's no explanation for it. But anyway, shrine.freetalklive.com. Submission process is more direct. Uh, you'll just deal straight with me. Freedom Cam. When it comes to potential police abuse or uh, situations with, uh, you know, accidents and, uh, you know, stories that don't, uh, you know, fit each other, whatever it is, the most important place to have your protection is, uh, you know, in the car. Freedomcam.net gives you a groundbreaking new product that gives you all the best in all-around protection. It's the GPS black box dash cam. And this device is easy to use. You just turn the key in your car and it already turns itself on and everything. Um, it has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed of cameras uh, facing forward and facing back into the cab. It's for track traffic stops and all other driving incidents you can protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net and right now the dash cam is on sale so go to freedomcam.net and get one i don't know how long this is going to last but it's a, a, it's a limited time operation and you know this is not a cheap piece of equipment there's no doubt about it but neither is the kind of insurance that you need for situations whether if you're in a situation with a police officer that's you know their story doesn't fit yours whatever uh you know, I mean, it's nice to have this backup. If you're in a situation with an accident where somebody's claiming you did this and they were completely innocent or whatever, you need to have this. If you're an activist, this is a must-have. I would agree with that. So um, they also take bitcoins, by the way. It's freedomcam.net. 
All right, so uh, toll-free number here again, 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about the autonomous zones, these uh, special designated regions, uh, things like Hong Kong, as uh, Michael Strong from the MGK Group gave us an example. He wants to build his own Hong Kong. Uh, down in uh, Honduras. It's kind of on the opposite side of the world, too. Yep, and so but then neat. he wants to do more yeah. uh, beyond that, which I was really interested to hear, because that was part of the... We got a lot out of that interview, I thought, and it was really uh, detailed. If you missed it, it'll be up later at freetalklive.com uh, tonight. But I love the vision of, hey, look, you know, he expects this is going to be a success, and if it is, then he expects this is going to happen in countries around the world and he named a couple of other options uh including nearby Esto- uh, excuse me not estonia but he had talked about estonia belize. at this point uh, but belize which is also and guatemala right now uh, belize is a major destination for expatriates as we speak they speak uh, english it's, there it's mostly an english-speaking country so that would be an interesting the language does doesn't concern me because uh for one if uh if they're catering to people who want to be free there's going to be a lot of them coming from the united states mm-hmm. uh, at this point uh, there there's a great deal of flight from the united states especially by wealthy people and so they're going to want to cater to people in that way so you'll be able to speak english plus the fact that you know what's the big deal about learning a few words in a in another language i mean that's a i think that's a benefit as far as i'm concerned oh absolutely it makes you uh, uh, more well-rounded. I mean, I keep I feel your brain bad. active. Keep yourself from dying too early. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we've talked about Hong Kong before, and how if you want to be a server in Hong Kong, which you've done professionally uh, in yes. the past, Julia, by a, a like waiter, a waitress, that that kind of a server, you have to be able to speak multiple languages. Yeah, you don't just get to walk in off the street and oh yeah, I can uh, add and subtract. Uh, give me a job as a server. No, no, no. I wonder you, what the pay is like for that. It's got to be much better, right? I, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of competition out right. there, so you've got to be able to speak four or five languages uh, as the average server in Hong Kong. At least that's what you know. I've not been there personally, but that's what we were. Uh, you know, one of the pieces we were reading about uh, visiting there, people's experiences. So that, there's some serious competition uh, in the area of waitressing. <laughs> I bet the service, I mean, it has to be incredible, right? If there's that much competition for servers. You'd think. Because here, I feel like, especially with the chain restaurants, the, like the professional waitress has kind of gone away and faded into this, like, what college kids do to mm. scrape by. And so I generally feel when I, I go out to eat that my service is barely okay in most cases. And when it's, when it's above barely okay, um, I think it's awesome because it wasn't awful. So I I feel you. So yeah. I just I just would be, that would be a really great experience for me to have a server that wasn't an incompetent college kid. Not that they are all that. No, certainly not all of them. Having done the job myself, I I get you know for one I was kind of that mediocre. Like I just I, I'm not very detail oriented. Mm. So yeah, you know sometimes I'm going to miss a drink or something like that. It absolutely happened. Um, but I you know I usually did make up with a personality. Um, at least I thought I did. Of course I'm awfully. How were your tips? Uh, they were generally, you know, good to, you know, great. Okay, well, there you go. That's that's your indicator. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to the phones and your thoughts. David is calling from California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, David. Hey, how are you? Hey. You know, I uh, wanted to change the subject. Uh, By all means. Yeah, tomorrow is the anniversary of 9-11, and uh, I'm surprised that, you know, after all of the platitudes about uh, we'll never forget, virtually no talk show in... Uh, that I've found uh, across the nation, and this is anything from right wing to left wing, 
Nobody is talking about uh, 9-11. Oh, you'll probably hear about it tomorrow. I imagine there'll be all manner of retrospectives, maudlin uh, observationals and things like that. Well, uh, you know, if you go to AE 9-11 Truth uh, or just 9-11truth.org, uh, I believe it is, uh, it's it's amazing how many people have signed on. They're uh, signed you know, on to what? Architects and engineers, for uh-huh. example. There are 1,700 architects and engineers that have signed on and some major names. And it's interesting because, you know, there are so many different uh, plateaus that have been reached over the course of time. Uh, for example, the building. Well, uh, David, David, I want to I want to ask you a question here. I, I so you've heard saying, it all before. Yeah, you're saying that um, that first oh, off, the people heard it all before because there's new stuff always. But but, but okay. David, you're saying that people don't care, and then you're trying to make them care about something they don't care about. I mean, doesn't shouldn't shouldn't the the, the conspiracy well, I don't say that nobody cares? Should the conspiracy theory still be uh, conspiracy theorists still be focusing on something that's more than a decade old? Well, of course, because everything that happened, you know, the Patriot Act is getting worse and worse. Hang on, David. I'll bring you back. We can continue this discussion here in a moment. Conspiracy theories, 855-450-3. You can take control of the airwaves. Mark, there's something new about 9-11. Did you know? It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves at 855-453-1855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that uh, we will share with you there. Uh, they, they are given away. If you like the fact that the website's free and you want to help support the show, well, then I would recommend that you go to shop.freetalklive.com. That'll take you to links for Amazons, different Amazons for the different parts of uh, the world. There's Amazon Canada, Amazon UK, and Amazon, well, at least the English-speaking world, uh, Amazon US. You can click into the Amazon right for you and then just get whatever it is you're looking for. They get all kinds of stuff. It's Amazon with your huge selection uh, with, uh, you know, Super Saver shipping, free Super Saver shipping. That's available on a lot of their brand-new items, and they even sell used items so whatever it is you order when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com free talk live will get a portion of the purchase price so once again that's shop.freetalklive.com with you tonight it's ian and julia and mark right back to your phone calls here david called in uh from california to bring up the issue of 9-11 he says nobody's talking about it anymore which i don't believe uh at all i imagine you're going to hear a lot of talk about it tomorrow probably lots of memorials and uh you know re- retrospectives and reflection and all that uh you won't hear that really on our show because well i'm not really into that sort of stuff and uh, but i'm also not really into the uh, conspiracy theory end of it either and that's what you had called in tonight about, uh, David. Mark, did you ask a question before we went away? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, D- David, why is it relevant today what happened uh, 11 years ago? Because so much of the uh, structure of America's uh, civil liberties have been torn apart. And uh, so many investigations uh, have been thrown a- aside 
in order to go after so-called terrorists. Now, now, so, in other words, we're losing our civil liberties by the hour. Okay. Uh, every time these old boys decide to, uh, you know, search through your underwear, make you take your shoes off at the airport, uh, come up with Snoop uh, and spyware. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Forcing the, what, the American budget to go through uh, vast changes. In lots of things have happened since 9-11, and none of them have been pleasant. But, you know, let me ask you this. If the 9-11 truth story whatever that might be, or the, the, the myriad of stories uh, that, that uh, you know, people purport, uh, the conspiracy theories that they purport, aren't true, and the, tr- the story that the government gives, as uh, holy and weird as it might be, was the true story, wouldn't it be that all those freedoms would have disappeared anyway, right? Well, of course not. In no. other words, if, if you look, uh, for example, most people aren't aware that there was a third building that fell down that day. But that third building was the New York office but, of the FBI. Hold on. That's not my question. Um, I think you're answering a different question. Let me make sure. If the government's story is true, which, of course, is the story that people believe, then wouldn't they have taken all the freedoms that they took, even though the story is a lie, as you say? But the, I, I don't understand your question. Okay, you're so saying... it doesn't matter whether or not it's a conspiracy theory, in my opinion, or the truth, because e- either circumstance they're going to take. If the government lied about the story and took a bunch of freedoms, or the government told the truth about the story and took a bunch of freedoms, either way, the all the, the freedoms same. are gone. No, no, no. Far from it. The the perpetrators would have been in prison. So the perpetrators they're dead. They're appear. dead if the government's story is true. Right, but if if the story isn't true, okay, then you have to look at who bombed the FBI's headquarters in New York City. In other words, building you think them putting per- the perpetrators in prison would have stopped them from uh, creating the police state? I mean, look, you should know this as a conspiracy theory guy. The Patriot Act was written long before nine uh, eleven actually happened, and they were wait- waiting for an excuse to uh, to trot to trot that out. Basically, all you're saying, you know, the nine eleven truthers, all they're saying is that the excuse was created, that they created this uh, this event. And I don't know what the truth is personally. I'm not going to claim that I know what the truth is because I don't have all the facts. So I don't believe the government story, and I don't believe your story or any of the, well, uh, the conspiracy story? stories. Right. I really what don't care my... what your story is. That's the thing. I've heard a bunch of them, and I've heard of everything from aliens uh, flew death rays into uh, the building to you know that there were drones. Uh, the, you know, so all, did all the kinds FBI's of stuff. FBI's headquarters get dropped. Did the FBI's headquarters in New York City? get dropped on 9-11-2001. Okay, let me ask you this that question. That was in I'm, building I'm gonna, number seven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter with a different question. The American knows that the FBI's headquarters got destroyed on 9-11. The average American doesn't even know who the they vice president care. is. That's why I don't they think don't this matters, care. David. The average they, American well, doesn't so care. You're so full of it. You mean to say that if the average American realized that the FBI's headquarters and the FBI's evidence locker for New York City, which was basically the East Coast office of the East, of the uh, of, New, of the FBI, the evidence locker got utterly destroyed. And in addition, the Security Exchange Commission's evidence locker got destroyed because it was also in World Trade Center Seven. And and when, what were they investigating at the time? Arthur Anderson, Enron, 
this evidence got it's destroyed interesting. on 9-11. It's very interesting, David. You could be right. But what well, I, I see, right. what, oh, fine, <laughs> and I think that's awesome. Here's here's what my problem is, though. Um, today, a news story came out from the AP that says that uh, the United States government in 1943 covered up uh, a bunch of murders that went on in a, a forest in Poland, mm. uh, covering up for Joseph Stalin. Now, this is a huge deal that Franklin Delano Roosevelt decided to cover up this massacre and give credence to what turned out to be the mass murderer of millions of his own people. And have you heard anything about this? Uh, nope, and that's, I'm surprised that's, you're that's changing ex- the subject. No, 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 wow. no, no. I'm this making is not a, point. a change of subject. This is not a change of stu- subject. Give me a little rope here so I can hang myself, all right? Um, now, at this point, this is a huge cover-up that the AP is uncovered 60 or 70 years later, and the average American doesn't care. They know that their government, the, the, you know... The, this the, is proof positive the, they're corrupt. The provider of the great, uh, this great society is hugely corrupt and was in collusion with one of the ma- largest mass murderers in history, and no one cares. Well, what state, or what, you said it was Poland? It was in Poland, yeah. All right. Well, it's funny. I, you might want to look up a book called The Story of a Secret State. And I've forgotten the fellow's last name, but he was a Polish diplomat. And uh, he wrote the book. Uh, and uh, it's a very interesting one. He may actually have mentioned that. And that book came out about 1943 or four. Yep. This is a, a long time running. This was a long time running conspiracy theory that they couldn't get the proof on. And it was proven to be positive. Now, let me ask you about the JFK. This JFK is probably the largest and most understood conspiracy theory that's out there, at least by the general public. Yeah, the general public, the vast majority of people believe that uh, the Warren Commission story is bullcrap. They either believe that 85 percent, 85 percent. And you know what percentage in America believe that the 9-11 story is? 93% is bullcrap? You're right. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. So then and, you've won then, right? right. I mean if you if, win. You've got if you could do anything in the world that you can get 93% of a population on your side, you've won. But look, now what? nothing ma- nothing's changed. Well, the corporate media is keeping it silent. And what does again, it matter? What do you want them to do? You've got 93% by your own numbers of people that agree with you, apparently. I don't know if that's true, but we'll just take it as true. You've won. What do you expect them to do? The government going to arrest itself? Oh, it's not the government arrest itself. There are, there are people within the government who have abused their office. And they saw to it that it happened. It's a and what makes you think the that these powerful men, if what you say is true and that they have the ability to run this conspiracy theory about uh, you know what happened on 9-11 from the top down, what makes you think these powerful men are going to somehow su- suffer any kind of consequence? I mean, clearly they're not going to because uh, 90, if, you, if 93% of the people are with you, then there's a, there's a lot of popular support for it. But obviously that doesn't matter. I mean, these, these guys are the, you know, the, the people that control the world, right? You're not going to well, touch no, them. No, no, no. They don't control the world, but they are definitely in positions of power. It's actually interesting because. So, what uh, do you I want to from, happen? What What is your ideal situation? Uh, well, uh, any number of different things. But, Just one. Uh, Pick one. Back to Back to my original point, which is no, no, no. What do you want to happen? And there are saboteurs. Yes, from that's a fine. Of I've got a question for you. What do you want to happen? Uh, the saboteurs get picked out of there and put in, in uh, various forms of punishment. So you want a U.S. prosecutor who is uh, working for the uh, the executive branch 
to what? Prosecute well, George no, W. They, Bush, they, his they boss, his former boss? Me, right? Huh? No, they, they work don't. for you and me. <laughs> That's ridiculous, David. <laughs> you know they don't work for you. Yeah. If they did, they'd work for 93% of Americans. Thanks for the call, David. Good luck with your fantasy. 855-450 for I hate It's to be, absolutely ludicrous. I don't want to be harsh, but this is the, this is the reality that conspiracy theories theorists live in. Whether you're right or not, it doesn't matter. If 93%, and I don't know whether or not to believe that number, 93% of Americans believe this story, then uh, it, you've won. This is what winning looks like. <laughs> hey, well, right. I mean, look at how many people like Congress. What is it, a 9% approval rate or something if, if like that? that? And falling. So yeah, 90 plus percent of people don't like what Congress does. They do it anyway, and they all pay their taxes. 855-450-FREE. Well, not all of them, but a good amount of them do. Enough of them do. 1-855-450-3733. Hour 3 next. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features that we have for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com with you in the studio tonight uh, as we launch into the third hour. It's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right, so uh, GoDaddy. I don't know if anybody heard, but there was some pretty big anonymous news today. Now, we've been talking about the anonymous cyber war as it has been uh, dubbed the hacktivists as some of them have been called as they have taken down various different websites usually belonging to uh, you know mega corporations like visa or uh, paypal for instance they've been hitting them with denial of service attacks over the last couple of years government sites police websites uh, because well, the anonymous people have while there's no identifying characteristics around who the members of the group are, they do put out statements about what they believe. And uh, a lot of them, you know, they're pretty big fans of free speech on the Internet. So they uh, if there's some sort of governmental legislation like the Stop Online Privacy Act uh, or whatever it was called, SOPA, which happened uh, several months ago, maybe yeah, almost be a, a year. year at this point. But uh, there was a lot of hubbub around that, and they attacked a number of the companies that supported what the government was doing in attempting to destroy uh, online privacy. And, uh, and so Anonymous has lashed out against those, uh, those folks, and we've been covering some of it here. And today, they hit, they hit in a pretty big way that I think is pretty controversial, because they took down GoDaddy. 
And GoDaddy, for those who aren't aware, is probably the leading, if not one of the top domain name registrars in the country, maybe I'd in have the to world. Say the leading. Yeah. It, they're huge. Certainly in the country. And uh, I've purchased websites through GoDaddy in the past, a number of them. They they do uh, domain name registration, meaning so like freetalklive.com, that's our domain name. Uh, you know, if you wanted your own domain name, they would sell you one. There are a lot of companies that do this, but GoDaddy is one of the most successful. And they also do hosting. So you can, you know, you don't have to get both of them. You can do just donate domain name registration and then host your site somewhere else, which is what I do. And then some people will get their domain name through GoDaddy and host their site through GoDaddy. So they'll have their site hosting being done by them. And that's what happened today is the, uh, the, the hacktivists took down GoDaddy's hosting uh, division. So apparently their site was still up. Like you could still go to GoDaddy.com and interact with their – How do they take down the hosting division? I, I don't know what their okay. techniques were. It wasn't were. a denial of service attack. I don't think so. No, it okay. would have to work differently because uh, so you don't just – You use the low-orbit ion cannon – I don't believe that that's the case. Love that name. <laughs> I've got some news reporting here on it here if, if the news knows anything about it, which they probably don't. Uh, but there was re- a lot of reports today from folks who actually have GoDaddy hosted sites that their sites were down. Down, yeah. And that's you know how the word came out that, oh, looks like all of their sites are down or a good portion of them uh, are down. And that's, I think, the most controversial aspect about this is that – you know, if GoDaddy hacks Visa, or excuse me, not hacks, but does a denial of service attack on Visa's public website, it doesn't affect your ability to charge something at the uh, the checkout of your local grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know, taking down their the front page of their site, uh, making it inaccessible, does not affect the Visa network. It doesn't affect the ability to do business with uh, those companies on the you know the banking kind of level. Um, but what they did today absolutely did affect people. It affected probably millions of people. According to CNET News, website service by DNS and hosting provider GoDaddy were down for most of the day. And let me tell you, I've had some outages on my sites, and just because that stuff happens. Sure, it goes unless, down. Unless you can pay a whole bunch of money for redundancy and all kinds of stuff, which we can't afford, uh, things are going to break uh, with machines. And if I'm down for if my sites are down for two hours, I'm fretting. You know, I'm like tearing my hair out trying to you know call technical people and make things happen and try to solve the problems. Man, a whole day that is brutal, especially if you're a high trafficked website. And that's what's happening here. They were down for most of the day. Uh, apparently, went up later on this afternoon. A hacker using the a name anonymous owner Twitter account. That's uh, the th- the E is a three in that uh, Twitter account claimed credit for the outage. GoDaddy spokesperson said that uh, things have been restored. She didn't give many details. Uh, in an interview this afternoon, the spokesperson reiterated she could not say what the cause of the outage was and that she could neither confirm nor deny claims made by the owner of that Twitter account affiliated with the anonymous online activist collective who has boasted of causing the outage with a distributed denial of service. She also so said, it is a DDS attack. That's what How would you take down hosting with a DDS attack? I guess I would never know. I well, I suppose if, if somebody calls in and explains it to me, I still won't know. So. I guess if you were attacking one site that was on the same uh, network or whatever as all those other sites, because they're all being hosted in the same data center. So if you are, or probably, uh, so if you are, you know, in inputting th- millions of millions upon billions or whatever requests and it that 
are these denial of service uh, attacks. Maybe that would take it out in it. Please, if you're a techie and you want to give us a loop into this, 855-450-FREE if you know more, 1-855-450-3733. So uh, she also said she couldn't say how many sites were affected, whether it was thousands or millions, or whether the outage had affected just sites hosted by GoDaddy or those who use its DNS services as well. Uh, she did say the outage started just after 10, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time today. So basically, uh, you know, that's GoDaddy's Go covering it up. They're they're not really uh, addressing what the issues were or how it uh, how it went down. A tweet from the Anon Ops Legion account announced that GoDaddy was Tango Down, as they like to call it, mm. when they've taken a site out. Uh, that uh, was the initial public promotion of the outage, leading some to believe that the anonymous activist collective was behind the disruption however the anonymous owner account clarified in various tweets that quote it's not anonymous collective the attack is coming just from me and if that's the case this wasn't a denial of service attack if it's this one guy if that's true what he's saying we have no idea but if it's true then that means he he must have breached their security i mean he must have gone in there somehow because for one guy to operate an entire denial of service attack is would mean he'd have to have a whole lot of what they call bots at his disposal. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that's not possible. Uh, and a bot is uh, basically a computer that has been uh, hijacked, with, usually without the knowledge of the owner. So you've probably heard of malware. Have you heard of malware? Yes, malware is bad. It's kind of like a it's, it's a virus. It's thing. not really a virus, but it's it's software you don't want running on your computer. Yeah. And this is a great example of malware, a, a botnet as they call it. Basically, allows your computer to be controlled like a like a zombie slave, uh, where you have no idea what's going on, but in the background in your computer. Uh, some little program is running that is querying these sites over and over and over and over and over again. And if he's got a network of these computers around the world that have been infected by this malware with one keystroke, he can order all of these machines to attack. So maybe it was a denial of service attack all orchestrated by this one person, or maybe he actually did break, breach their security and, and physically somehow shut their uh, their system down maybe or maybe it wasn't any him at all it's just some guy taking credit yeah that's possible too but they were definitely down and out now, and for GoDaddy, that's pretty unusual so uh, some of the things that anonymous has done and, and this isn't anonymous is some dude is, is the claim here um i've liked that their activism in these areas uh, for instance they've gone after paypal when paypal refused to uh, s- release the money for wikipedia or mm-hmm. excuse me wikileaks yep. um and i really didn't like that paypal would keep somebody's money um wikileaks if they did disagreed with their politics or if they got pressure from uh, you know some governmental agency just because it's the united states government doesn't make it right there are lots of governments in the world, and governments do good and bad things. And when they do bad things, you should not bow to that pressure. Good, good people stand up. And just because they said, well, you know, you shouldn't do that, then that doesn't make it okay. So, uh, and they've, you know, other instances, I think they went after Visa in the same, uh, when Visa refused to do business with WikiLeaks uh, by, in the same uh, situation. So I've liked a lot of the stuff that Anonymous has done. But I don't necessarily like this. I mean, this well, took out a lot of people's websites. It did. One of uh, the fans of Anonymous tweeted in response, Dude, this attack affects not only corporations, but also people who support your ideology. What's the rationale? We'll uh, give you Anonymous owner's response here in a moment. 855 free. That's one 450 
3733. You can take control of the airwaves here. And were you affected by this? And has it changed how you feel about Anonymous? If you believe it was actually Anonymous, uh, because how do you know for sure? We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com features including the archives of the show. Just click and download and get as many of them as you want absolutely free over at freetalklive.com. Well, if you're looking to get Bitcoins, uh, the place to do that is bitinstant.com. First, you go to bitinstant.com. You can go there and you can find some location that's close to you. There's more than 750,000 locations uh, across America and or excuse me, across the world. And there are plenty of them in the United States, uh, major banks, uh, you know, 7-Elevens, Walmarts, these kind of places. And then you find one close to you. You get a little deposit number and you can you know, go deposit your money. By the time you get home, chances are your Bitcoins will be in your Bitcoin wallet. If you need to know what Bitcoins are, go to weusecoins.org. And if you want to get Bitcoins, the best way to do it is bitinstant.com. All right, so uh, we will, of course, take your calls about anything that you want. We've been talking about the uh, the takedown of GoDaddy, which affected a whole lot of websites uh, earlier this afternoon. And a number of people who support Anonymous are pretty upset because, well, somebody who's claiming to be part of Anonymous was claiming responsibility for this. But Anonymous is kind of funny. I mean, anybody can claim to be part of Anonymous. And, right. You know, it's not and necessary. how can you prove that they are indeed part of Anonymous? So there's no membership roles or it's anything anonymous. like that. Yeah. And uh, so obviously I would imagine there are a number of people within Anonymous that don't necessarily agree about this particular takedown. Because, yeah, GoDaddy did support the, the government and the, you know, the Stop Online Piracy Act, uh, which might as well have been called the Stop Online Privacy Act. And so GoDaddy, you know, they, they're bad, right? They, they did support that. They backed down. Uh, from their support after a number of their fans and their customers, you know, queried them and said, hey, really, you you support this because I'm going to leave if you support this. And uh, so they, you know, they, they retracted their support for it, if I'm recalling correctly, from the, you know, the original uh, discussions we'd had about this. And it's actually been months and months since the whole thing even happened. So, I mean, it was almost like it was a dead issue. But this guy, I guess, decided he was going to teach them a lesson, and he sure did. I mean, if that was him, if you know the, the man who or the person who uh, claimed to have done this, anonymous owner is the name on the Twitter account. Uh, if it indeed was that person, the anonymous account said in response to a question of whether he took down the whole block of domain name servers, he said, "Yes, it's not so complex." Followed by, "Quote: When I do some d- distributed denial of service attack, I like to let it down." By many days, the attack for unlimited time, it can, ask, it can last one hour or one month. 
So I'm guessing by his broken English that we're not dealing with somebody that uh, you know is a native English speaker. But then again. That's uh, just my guess. Well, I mean, if you were, you know, say in, uh, you know, if you were, say in Ireland or something like that, and you wanted to throw off the scent of who might, uh, you know, think could be coming after you, it's not like they didn't snatch up a few of these anonymous guys in the past or people. Um, there probably was a woman involved. No, I don't think there was. Anyway, they've mm-hmm. snatched up some of the anons in the past, and many of them actually were in England and Ireland. So, if you want to throw somebody off the trail. You know, you, you speak in broken English. Yeah, you speak uh, what it was, English. Uh, he said uh, the anonymous account explained his actions, saying, I'm take because he got some critique, obviously, yep. from folks that uh, this affected. Allegedly, perhaps millions of websites were down as a result <laughs> of this. I mean, it was a tremendous amount. Uh, that He said that uh, I'm taking GoDaddy down because, well, I'd like to test how the cybersecurity is safe and for more reasons that I cannot talk now. Anonymous owner was responding to some questions in Portuguese, and one tweet claimed he was from Brazil. Okay. It's a big country. So that's about, you know, what CNET now learned you, about this. Do you have to, to give one, I mean, do you have to have a good internet connection in order to do any of these kind of things? Or does it all, I mean, can somebody hack with a dial-up connection? I just wonder. Um, well, I don't, I guess it would depend on how the hack was, uh, was done. I'd yeah, imagine I you could with a dial-up. I imagine that's possible. Somebody can do something. Like if you know how to get into some sort of back door or whatever, you don't – usually, you know, if you're hacking, uh, it, it's probably just some sort of a terminal connection that they have, which is not a, a very high bit rate no. thing. Okay. You remember the old DOS prompt where the, you know, one color sort of thing? Yep. They have those connections uh, on the internet. War the games. Terminal connections, yeah. <laughs> so that's where, you you know, you type in the the, uh, the Unix codes and things like that. Uh, the, yeah. the those wouldn't commands. be a lot of uh, – Not a lot of data. Not a lot of data. That. Yeah. It's not like video exactly so you know that was pretty huge and uh, just you know if you've got any thoughts you're certainly welcome to share it uh, did this guy go too far in taking down GoDaddy, or they were they a deserving target uh because of their support for the government destroying online pri- uh, privacy what do you think i i don't i i think that this i is, think this should have been choice. done yeah, yeah i mean i you know i i don't think that you know in order to uh, go after a bank robber you don't drop a nuclear weapon on his city Right, exactly. And a lot of people got harmed in the going after of uh, GoDaddy. Now, one can say, well, they were doing business with the enemy. If mm-hmm. the claim is is that GoDaddy did, uh, you know, was was bad in some way w- due with the WikiLeaks thing, right? They were uh, giving yes. WikiLeaks trouble. Well, I don't know. I don't remember that. But I, think, I, I know they I think supported it was their website. Sofa. It was the website. Of WikiLeaks because they had to remirror WikiLeaks all mm. over the place. Do you remember okay. this? So I think it was uh, that was the problem uh, initially. So, but I mean, it's so long ago that the statute of limitations on the internet has to be two weeks, right? So I mean, they they waited way too long, and um, you know, it, nobody understands. And I just don't. I, I don't. I think that this was a poor choice. All right. So again, your thoughts are welcome. Eight five five four fifty free. Uh, we're going to unscreen caller. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, this is Brian, truck driver. Hey, Brian. Got a question for our, our, your guest tonight. Is this new area in Honduras going to be like a Galt's Gulch? And is the, is, I mean, and I'm being, it's a serious question. You must be listening via XM uh, satellite radio. 
Yes, sir. Ah, okay. Uh, so just a, a word to the uh, the wise. The uh, the broadcast you're listening to on XM is delayed by two hours. So unfortunately, our oh, guest is sorry. our guest is no longer with us. However, we will do our best to uh, to answer the question uh, without his uh, his expertise. So your question is: Is this intended to be a Galt's Gulch? The idea of the private cities uh, in Honduras? Yes. And what's their monetary system going to be? Gold. Excellent or question. Silver. I would say that the individual. Uh, I would guess, uh, you know, if if I had to make a guess, and we're, at this point we are guessing, I would say that there'd be competition in currencies, and that people would, uh, you know, choose to use whatever currencies they chose to use. There are advantages to some extent to paper currencies, and maybe some people choose to use the dollar. Certainly, uh, it costs money to transfer from one currency to another, and whether that currency happens to be gold or silver or bitcoins or, uh, you know, pesos or whatever. Then um, and I think that they the Honduras has uh, some currency that begins with an L. I can't remember what that's called, but um, you know it costs money to transfer between. So they'll probably just take a bunch of different currencies. Would be my guess. I think that's an excellent uh, question, by the way, and a very important one. And I'm sorry that we weren't able to uh, to ask Michael Strong directly, but uh, he is a very liberty oriented uh, guy, uh, as you'll hear during the interview. And uh, so this guy understands what the ideas of freedom are all about. So I would imagine that uh, there would be no restrictions on using whatever currency that you wanted. I'm thinking I'd like to go just because of cigars and freedom. Thanks for the call tonight, Brian. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. We'll certainly keep you in the loop as we learn more about it over time. It's in its very initial stages. They haven't even broken the ground yet. So we'll certainly keep you in the loop and uh, and appreciate the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here. And I hope our board operator is okay because we've had calls holding me. I haven't gotten their names yet. So if we have to take them on screen. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that we will share with you there, and we give them to you, including the archives and the bulletin board system, the mobile site. If you got a smartphone, you want to get access to our live streams, free. They're all free, of course, uh, broadband, midband, narrowband. They're all on our mobile site. Go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to them, as well as software that you might need. If you don't already have it, that'll let you tune in to streams on the Internet. So go to m, as in mobile, .freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live brought to you by LegalZoom. If you're thinking about starting a business, you need to incorporate, and you can do it at LegalZoom.com. Now, incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits. It can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, and trademarks. Use code FTL and save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. As uh, we continue with taking your phone calls, uh, let's go to Tyler, listening in Ohio. Tyler, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? 
Uh, you guys are talking about hacktivists and anonymous and all that. Are you guys uh, familiar with Fortune? Familiar with what? Fortune. Oh, yeah, sure. This is an online anonymous message board where people post all manner of unusual photos and they've, uh, pictures. They've actually trolled us in the past. Uh, yeah, I figured that they would have got to you guys sometime. Um, but, yeah, that's your cool anonymous user. I don't know if you've ever browsed or anything. Not always pretty stuff. I mean, no. how they're doing this, uh, hacktivism or whatever you want to say, most likely it's just because it's funny. I mean, I remember when they... Uh, the visa or whatever wasn't that what it was visa mm-hmm. yeah well they, the they hit before. visa and i think they hit paypal as well and some other um, sites overseas yeah i th- i think that to some extent some of them are doing it for the lulls but i think that yeah. others uh, i mean it seems like they have an oddly principled stance here where they're going after targeted folks it's not just well let's go after visa <laughs> you know i mean it maybe yeah. there's some principled people at sort of the top or they're influential i should say influential principled people that are you know rounding up the script kitties to do their bidding yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember the night before. The oh, we've got to let you go. Thanks for the call. Can't let you say those things on the radio. Eight five five four fifty free. Sounded like his friends in the background. Were... Did you hear, hear dirty words? I sounded didn't hear like him. the f bomb to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't anyway. know. If, I don't know. He, I don't know if he was in on it. It didn't sound like he was. He seemed to be offering, you know, useful things to say. He did mention four chan. He did mention four chan. <laughs> uh, so eight five five. If we're getting trolled by four chan. Awesome. You know, we should be lo- so lucky. Yeah, but, you, you know, if you want to be more creative and get your trolling on the air, yeah. that it would be good if you didn't lace it with the F-bomb. Right. And, you know, a little advice to uh, anybody who might want to troll or 4chan, um, you know, using certain words and you can probably guess what they are is going to get the call dropped. But uh, otherwise, you can call in and talk about anything. So if you want to call in and, you know, make you fun, talk of, about Raptor Jesus. Make, I make don't care. fun of us or, you know, talk in funny accents or whatever, that's, sure. your, that's your choice. Let's go to Marcus. He's in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. Marcus, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Um, I work at a company and we manage um, a couple dozen websites. And uh, our websites today did not go down because they're not hosted at GoDaddy. With the uh, you know them uh, going down today, but our sites were minimally affected because uh, there was some code on our site that was hosted. Uh, mm. I guess on a GoDaddy site, it was a third-party code, so we had a you know a little hiccup there. But really, the thing that concerns me uh, about what happened today um, is two things. Well, number one, we don't really know if GoDaddy was hacked or not. Just because somebody claimed to to, uh, have done it doesn't mean that that person or entity did do it. Uh, It very well could have been just some technical malfunction at GoDaddy and somebody just decided to take credit for it. Um, You know, Google, uh, Gmail went down last year for uh, half a day or so. I remember and it was uh, it was big, you know, and it wasn't because they got hacked. It was just because some some hardware failure. Um, but really, the thing that concerns me about this is the Google, uh, GoDaddy going down and, and being claimed to be a hack is fuel for politicians. Yeah. To say we need to control and protect people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So As if they could. Uh, you know, you know, though, is all they have to do is get their little toe in the door, and then it's you know bad news for the internet. As if they could control and could protect, though they couldn't have stopped no, they, this. No, they absolutely could not. Uh, they can only make it worse. Uh, but it, it, my my concern is that they'll the people in the government will use this uh, to point to uh, and say, look, we need to step in and protect everybody. Certainly could. 
Great point. Yeah. Marcus, thanks for the call, man. Thanks. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. They can't even... One thing's for certain is governments don't like freedom. They are organizations that, uh, you know, by their very nature are antithetical to freedom, whether mm-hmm. it's the freedom of other government, you know, people in other lands or freedom in their own lands, whatever it is, governments don't like freedom. They don't like the Internet. They lo- don't like certain types of freedom that go on in the Internet. And some, some of the freedoms, by the way, that go on the Internet are very disturbing. And I'm not going to say that they're not, but governments are going to attempt to control those things. And that's going to lead to less freedom on the internet and freedom on the internet has been very good for the internet we've got matt listening in montana matt you're on free talk live with ian and mark yeah well um i didn't catch his name but he said exactly what i what i was just going to tell you guys is that it's really um it's not just a matter of go daddy but i just want to give everybody out there some advice is go daddy is this is not a commercial for GoDaddy, but um, they, are, they are really it, – it's, it's a really cheap place to register a domain, but um, that's what we tell all of our clients. Uh, we run a web design company as well, but we tell all of our clients never, ever, ever host a, a site on GoDaddy. Do not host your website on GoDaddy because, I mean, you really don't know what's going on with those guys because, I mean, you might be um, – and, and really – you might be hosting on the on the same kind of site that somebody's got like a porn site hosted on, and you might be running a Christian site. And um, maybe well, I don't know site. if GoDaddy allows porn sites to be hosted. I, that may be something that's uh, that um, is excluded. Oh, oh yeah, well they they don't monitor. It's, that's, it, it's in the terms of service that you can't do that. Right. Um, but they definitely do because I, 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 you know, we don't do it as our company, but definitely other people do, and I've, I've seen them doing it, you know, over on um, just being in forums and stuff. So basically, um, but okay, let just let me say this. Well, I'd l- I would like to say one other thing. I mean, I, I've used them to register domain names, but I, I can't really say they're that cheap anymore. It almost seems like they've got so much overhead that they've had to raise their prices. I've seen cheaper well, well, domain who's, name who's, registration. Who's, who's coming up cheaper than uh, GoDaddy right now? Because I just checked Network Solutions. They're coming up like three times higher. Wow. Well, I haven't shopped around all over the place, but uh, I've I was recommended namecheap.com and I've I've uh, registered a couple of domains through them and they've been Namecheap. pretty good. Com, huh? Yep, they've been pretty good. In fact, they've even got a uh, a GoDaddy code up. If you go to their Facebook page, they're taking uh, real advantage of this situation and offering people a discount on oh, transferring yeah. their oh, domain yeah. names over. So, uh, uh, actually, we have to re-register a couple of domain names, so. Yep, so, so there you go. What was the other thing you wanted to say? Well, it was it was basically just um, people need to understand there's a difference between the domain registration, like like you would do with GoDaddy or with Namecheap.com, and who you're hosting your right. server with. So it's basically when, when you register that domain name, like you know, uh, my wife woke me up this morning, said, "Oh, look, you know, oh my gosh, GoDaddy's been taken down," and you know, we run our own servers, so. So you were fine, and so are we, because we're not hosted with GoDaddy either. You're right. That is important to point out, and thanks, Matt, for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying uh, GoDaddy hosting is bad. A lot of people obviously use it. They're probably, before today, were probably pretty reliable. Uh, But uh, I imagine they're going to lose a lot of business over this, and that's probably whoever it was his intention was to drive people away from GoDaddy today. I'd imagine they were successful with that. 
85 because I'm thinking, eh, maybe I should transfer my domains out of there, even though it didn't really affect me and these sorts of hacks wouldn't. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. But the guy that runs the company is a flag waiver, so I really don't want my stuff there anyway. I just haven't gotten around to it. So this is a nice little incentive. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Free Talk Live. Remaining moments are next. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. You want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain enough time for you and your thoughts. If you make the call now, 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are on the site. Uh, They are completely free. And if you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live, please become a Free Talk Live amplifier. The AMP program makes a big difference for Free Talk Live. It helps us get on more radio stations. It also helps us promote the show just to get more regular folks listening. Uh, We had a great meeting today with our uh, PR expert, uh, who we've brought on board thanks to the Free yep. Talk Live AMP program and uh, went over a few you know strategies and things like that that we can be doing that, you know frankly, we've never been able to do before because we've never had a PR person on board with the show up until the last couple months. And uh, she has already done a, a, a fabulous job, I must say, of, uh, of helping Free Talk Live get out there. And she's done you know some work helping uh, Ademo in his situation as well, our, our former co-host who's currently sitting in a jail cell. And so we'd love to do more with her, uh, but we're giving her a, a paltry, almost insultingly – well, it is insultingly low uh, <laughs> amount of money. Because, you know, we don't have a whole bunch of money, but what we do have, I appreciate a lot. And so I appreciate anybody that uh, becomes a Free Talk Live amplifier. It's only 3 bucks a month, and that's money that we can invest right into the show and help get more – ears listening to the ideas of freedom it's been immensely successful and i'd really like to continue this yeah so go to amp.freetalklive.com that's amp.freetalklive.com you can learn more about the program there you can uh, get perks you know you've got the uh, uh, the amp only podcast which doesn't have the regular commercials that our podcast normal podcast does you've got the uh, the amp only forum and more go to amp.freetalklive.com you can sign up with any major credit card via paypal or visa or mastercard right on our website at amp.freetalklive.com right back into your calls we go to uh curtis is on the line listening in charleston west virginia to wvts hey curtis hey guys hey what's on your Uh, mind tonight um want to kind of talk about why i'm working late tonight um it's mainly what's in the news today is, is the incident with GoDaddy. um you know the guys you've had on previously I mean, absolutely hit it spot on that, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in a basket when it comes to something like this. But one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about is that you have this this group anonymous that, you know, they want to attack the big corporation. But in essence, what they did today, if, if it's truly what they did today, they ended up hitting all these small and medium businesses that conduct their business using their website, posted on a site like GoDaddy.com, right. either if they have it hosted on somewhere else or if they have just the DNS. Our case with ourselves, we, we do a fairly large amount of web surveys for different uh, you know, large companies, and we have just our DNS listing on GoDaddy. Um, we have the 
DNS listed on there. And when that goes down, our server's up and running just fine. Once that DNS times out at all these local cache places, you know, we were dead in the water. Our yeah. servers were up and running, but there was nothing we can do. Your websites were there, but mm-hmm. nobody could find them. Absolutely. And it's just a matter of time. If, if, go, if this was something like the PlayStation incident that happened well back when they were down for a huge amount of time. Months. They were down for months. Absolutely. Your, your DNS, you know, it could work fine for a while, but once that timeout, it caches out, you're gone. And our, our timeout, because we were doing some developing testing, you know, a week before this, you know, we had a fairly low timeout, less than half a day. You know, some people could be two weeks. If you're down for two weeks to go, Daddy, your site could be chugging along just fine, and then it's gone. Mm, wow. So what are rec- your recommendations in that area? How does, how does one plan for something like that? Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of the flaw of how the whole DNS system set up across the world. Yeah, you can't plan for this. Well, you can. You can put your, your regular website, which is that numbers. You can put that on your website so people can copy that down. Well, that's how many people are going to do that? Put them on the website. I think Free Talk Live should do it. I, how many people are going to copy your IP address and hold that in a separate file? And people then, who are smart. <laughs> you're not doing web services for people who are smart, Mark. You're doing web services for the average person. I hear you, but, you know, I mean, so people that, people that are playing ahead are rewarded for that behavior. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's a little step to do. I mean, that kind of goes back on, you know, that's why DNS was put into place, that whole name to IP address service. But, I mean, this is just kind of like one of the major flaws of how the Internet works. You know, you, you have to take a, something that a human can understand and put it to what a computer can understand, and that's the downfall of that. Well, I, I and the think, DNS service, as you're pointing out, is flawed in that it is centralized. You know, there's a, there's a central repository, essentially, for this, or several central repositories to sort of rely on each other. And, uh, you know, there's, there's vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the vulnerability is going to be definitely shown to all these small business owners that, you know, they're the ones that's struggling as it is with the economy as it is. And with these people, they always want to attack the big government or they want to attack big companies because of their values, the ethics, how they run their business. And they take like complete disregard on these small businesses trying to do day to day, trying to make it, you know, essentially end meet to make it through this economy. And they're the ones that got hurt. Thousands upon thousands of people mm. running these small businesses just you know, we're dead in the water today. Right. And you said you're up late working on this. I mean, what are you, what sort of, uh, what, are, what sort of things are you doing to handle this? Uh, essentially what we did is we registered through, um, network solutions, another, you know, listing agency. We, we bought a new domain, um, uses a backup. And essentially I was copying over all the DNS listings from our current domain to our new one, um, just to serve as a backup. So we can tell our clients, Hey, this is our new domain in the time being. Um, but thankfully, it's, it's, you know, the GoDaddy's back up and running for who knows how long, you know, today, tomorrow, or it might be down again. You know, on one, on one hand, uh, the, you know, look at the span of the Internet, you look at how successful it's been, and, you know, there's outages here and there. But for the most part, it works pretty darn well. I mean, yeah, you had an outage today. It's going to happen, whether it's the result of a hardware failure or a hacker. And again, we still don't know what really happened i mean there's that guy claiming responsibility yeah, just somebody for it. claiming 
but that doesn't mean that's that's actually what went down. Although you'd think that if it was hardware, that GoDaddy would have said, "Oh yeah, our connection's down," or whatever. Something broke. We're fixing it. We're on it. But they said uh, they but, just don't know what happened. The, well, right. But so, but if it were hardware, they would know what happened because you know there'd be something that's not working, and they would have had to have replaced that thing in order for it to work again. So it seems unlikely that it was some sort of a hardware failure because they they could have easily it's just suspicious said that. that they don't know. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, in the scheme of things. The internet works pretty well, and for the most part, the hackers leave alone uh, valuable sites, you know, the small businesses and things like that. I think this was a real screw-up today, and hopefully we won't see it happen again. But uh, thanks for the expertise, man. I appreciate the, uh, the information tonight. What was this thing about the PlayStation thing that was down for months? I don't know. Yeah, we mention. talked about that. That was Antisec. Wasn't it Antisec that did that? I just that? don't remember. No, 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 excuse it me. It was Lulsec. Okay, and what'd they do? They took out the PlayStation network. Okay, now, so this uh, is the way that people play play with their PlayStations online? Right, and, so you still have PlayStation 2, Mark, with the PlayStation 3. I, do. <laughs> I haven't uh, used it in a long time, but I have one, yeah. With the PlayStation 3, they have a Wi-Fi card in there, and you can hook into your network and you know download updates so, for, for games, and you can uh, join their little playstation club thing where you know they get, you get bonuses and you know free games and things like that you can play online with other uh, folks in competitive uh, matches and death matches and things like that so why so the t- whole network was down why they take down playstation i mean just, just a, for the lulz just, a, just for the lulz lulz sec yeah. so this is vandalism yeah that was a total hack job and it was uh, i mean they were down and down hard you could not <laughs> do anything they were. <laughs> when uh, when sony came back online they actually uh, they actually gave away a bunch of free games. They were that just to you know apologize to their customers. Like, wow, we really you know can't we, believe we got we taken down like that. Yeah, huh? we can't believe we got taken down. And we uh, they claimed they had to stay down for a while to make sure their system was. Uh, you know, they, they had to test their their system uh, to make sure that it was, uh, I guess, r- resolved whatever the the, the holes yeah, were. Hopefully they you know hopefully they've got an ironclad at this point. I think they've been up for a good year since uh, since they brought it back. Okay. So um, earlier in the show, we were talking to the 9-11. Uh, yeah, tr- you can hold that thought tr- because we've got Tamara on the line in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Tamara. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I just want to talk to you guys about a whole lot of stuff here going on in Libby, Montana. Okay, real quick. Well, Thank we don't have time for a whole for lot it? of stuff, so pick one of those things. Okay, how about asbestos? Asbestos? Okay. So the town is, like, messed up with asbestos. It's been messed up with asbestos for years. And um, we, we got a company here, and they just decided to tear up the front yard, the backyard, and all the neighbor's yards, and we're just here. So, so anyways, we're just trying to do what we can do. And we're uh, web designers, and we do a lot of stuff, and so we can help you if you want to. I'm confused. So you've jumped from asbestos into contractors and now web design. Are the contractors releasing asbestos into the air with their contracting? What is the concern? Well, what we did, we moved in here in December of uh, 11. I don't have time. We don't have time for a uh, history lesson, unfortunately. Yeah, they're just moving up the graph here. Well, if there's uh, something dangerous going on, you probably have a, a tort case. You can probably sue them if, you know, there is some sort of uh, releasing of toxic uh, dust in uh, into the air. And you I wouldn't go to work if there. If that's a, a case, I wouldn't go anywhere near it. Thanks well, for the I call, Tamara. Go Good luck. Appreciate hearing from you. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com unless we get hacked. Free Talk Live. It's Change Your Words, Change Your Life, a daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. 
It's important what we listen to and what we talk about. If we want to be healthy in our soul and spirit, we should choose to take in words that will build us up and increase our peace and joy. Now, I'm not suggesting that we deny reality, but we can choose what we want to listen to and talk about. If we're not helping ourselves or anyone else by rehearsing all the bad things going on in the world, then why fill our conversation with it? We want to be well informed of what's going on. And there's no wisdom in being ignorant, but to talk about it excessively or with no purpose merely creates a gloomy atmosphere that nobody will enjoy. Once we truly understand this principle and act accordingly, we can change our words and change our life. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R, dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.